Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hey, parents. You're listening to the Project Parenthood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Kaur, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Each week, I'll introduce you to the same respectful parenting practices that I use to help parents repair and deepen connections with their children. You'll get tips for cultivating more parental self-compassion, more cooperation from your kids, and more joy, peace, and resilience in your relationship with them. In today's episode, I'm talking about neurodiversity and why it's important to move away from the medical model of disability that leans toward pathologizing differences rather than accepting and appreciating them. Stick around till the end to hear about ways to tune into and build accommodations for your child's unique neurodifferences. A few years ago, I started seeing families in my private practice where parents were struggling to raise kids who showed extreme avoidance behavior in the face of routine and everyday demands. As I tried to help parents support and understand their children better while reducing conflict at home, I happened upon the description of pathological demand avoidance, or PDA, which is currently thought to be a profile of autism. I've talked about PDA before in an episode called what to do if your child has an extreme need for control and autonomy. As I delve deeper into working with parents whose children meet criteria for the PDA diagnostic label, I'm learning more and more about neurodiversity and why it's so important to not only support but affirm a person's neurodiversity. So what is neurodiversity? The term neurodiversity was coined by Australian autism rights activist Judy Singer in the late 1990s. A person on the autism spectrum herself, she used the term to describe the diversity of human brains and minds and to promote the idea that neurological differences should be recognized and respected as a natural part of human diversity rather than being pathologized or treated as deficits or dysfunctions. The concept of neurodiversity has since gained widespread recognition and has been embraced by activists fighting against societal dynamics that aren't accepting of neurodivergence. The term neurodivergence is typically used to describe people who have neurodevelopmental conditions that can affect how a person thinks, learns, and communicates. Being neurodivergent means that a person's brain functions, learns, and processes information in ways that are significantly different from dominant societal standards for quote-unquote normal. People who fall under the umbrella of neurodivergence include, but aren't limited to, those with developmental, 
intellectual, psychiatric or learning disabilities, and those who have been diagnosed with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, OCD, Dyscalculia, Dyslexia, Dyspraxia, and Tourette's Syndrome. So why does neurodiversity need a movement? Led by autistic and other neurodivergent and disabled people, the neurodiversity movement advocates for the acceptance of neurological differences, autism, neurodivergence acceptance, equal opportunity, equitable inclusion, self-determination, autonomy, and the end of discrimination. In her guidebook, called A Parent's Introductory Guide to Neurodiversity-Aligned Therapy and Educational Practices for Autistic Children, Emily Harvey helps readers understand what fueled the birth of the neurodiversity movement by contrasting the dominant perspective in today's society, the more pathologizing medical model of disability, with the neurodiversity-affirming social model of disability. The medical model of disability and the pathology paradigm perceives that there's only one right kind of brain, a normal or neurotypical one. Brains that diverge from normal are considered abnormal and deficient, which results in disability. The person is seen as broken and in need of fixing, and fixing them means making them learn to act more neurotypical. And sure, a neurodivergent person can act more neurotypical, this is called masking, but this won't change their neurology, and it sends the message, you have to change if you want to be accepted. In contrast, the social model of disability and the neurodiversity paradigm stress the lack of acceptance of neurodivergent people and take the stance that the barriers created by society and the environment are what result in disability. Neurodivergent folks should have equal rights and access in society just the way they are without being fixed, because they're equal humans with the right to autonomy and self-determination like everyone else. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go! Okay, kids, back in the room. (laughs) Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The days are officially getting longer, and while there may be a bit more daylight, do you still feel like there isn't enough time to do things like plan and shop for healthy meals? Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your health goals, your tastes, the appliances you use, and more. Then, they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week, along with delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. 
Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Save hours planning, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Root delivers food you'll love. As a busy parent striving for healthier eating, Hungry Root has been a game changer for our family. Our box was filled with fresh, high-quality ingredients and simple recipes tailored to our tastes and preferences. One feature we particularly loved was the ability to customize our meals by swapping ingredients, making mealtime exciting and adaptable to our needs. Ordering was a breeze, and the convenience of having everything delivered to our door saved us valuable time. Hungry Root truly made our weekly meals easier and better, allowing us to enjoy nutritious and delicious dishes without the stress of planning and shopping. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Project Parenthood listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com parenthood to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com parenthood. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. If we look at neurodivergent folks through the lens of neurodiversity and the social model of disability, we can move away from deficit-focused perceptions of them as those whose developmental disorder is defined by social and communication difficulties and abnormal behaviors. We could instead see this population as having a developmental condition or disability that affects how they experience and therefore how they interact with the world around them. So what are some ways you can support your neurodivergent child? The goal of a neurodiversity-affirming parent is to raise a child who accepts themselves in a world that isn't always great at being accepting. To that end, the focus is on helping your child learn skills that will foster a positive self-identity, make their life easier, and help them live a joyful life. Fostering self-acceptance and a positive self-identity involves accepting and appreciating your child for who they are, focusing on respect, empathy, and trust, and assuming that your child is capable and competent with the right support. It's important to encourage your child to advocate for their needs and listen to them when they do. Spotlight what your child is skilled at, not only their challenges. Commit to learning from other neurodivergent people's lived experiences. Another great way to set your neurodivergent child up for success is to focus on the ways your child's environmental surroundings affect their neurodiverse characteristics. From a neurodiversity-affirming perspective, if your child is struggling, it's likely that something in the environment needs to be adjusted. Foundations for Divergent Minds, or FDM, is a nonprofit organization that offers training and education for parents and professionals who work with autistic and neurodivergent children. FDM recommends assessing five key areas to identify what environmental factors may be getting in your child's way. The first area is sensory integration. Understanding your child's unique sensory needs allows you to modify the environment accordingly and helps your child advocate for their needs. Your child can fall anywhere along the hyposensitive to hypersensitive spectrum in each of the eight sensory system areas, sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, balance, movement, and internal state. The second area is executive functioning. 
Does your child need help in an area of executive functioning, or EF? EF is made up of eight interconnected processes. Initiation, inhibition, working memory, planning, organization, self-monitoring, shift, and emotional regulation. The third area is respectful communication. Communication comes in many valid forms, and behavior is a child's earliest reliable tool. Neurodiversity-affirming parents respect and facilitate all forms of communication and support neurodivergent kiddos to communicate in the way that's most authentic for them, i.e. through technology, American Sign Language, speaking, etc. The fourth area is operative social interaction. Social interaction involves two or more people, each with their own styles of engaging interpersonally. It's important not only for neurodivergent kids to understand how neurotypical people communicate, but also for neurotypical people to understand neurodivergent styles of thinking, feeling, socially communicating, and interacting. FDM's fifth key area is emotional regulation. It's hard for your child to regulate their emotional state when the environment isn't a good fit for their specific needs. Identifying and resolving unmet needs promotes self-regulation and improves your child's quality of life. As you know, practice makes progress. So for the next couple of weeks, each day choose one of the FDM5 key areas and tune into your child's needs and wants in that area. Where do they seem to struggle? When do they seem to thrive? What changes might you make in your home, at school, or to daily routines? What external accommodations would make their day-to-day lives and relationships easier for them? Let me know what you learn. Various spheres of society are based on the assumption that there's only one normal kind of brain, and thus many systems, health and social services, education, employment, and even social relationships, have been built assuming that the only people taking part in those systems are neurotypical. As such, we've all internalized some, if not all, of the medical model of disability and pathologizing ways of viewing those challenged by disabilities. Creating a society that's accessible for neurodiverse people is beneficial for everyone, but requires self-reflection and continued learning from neurodiverse individuals. If you're raising a neurodivergent kiddo, perhaps you're even neurodivergent too, and you're down with the neurodiversity perspective, start accepting, understanding, and appreciating your child's neurodifferences and your own too. Neurodivergent folks deserve to feel inherently accepted and safe in the world and also be able to access the things in life that bring them joy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being different than quote-unquote normal. Embrace it, and your child will learn to do the same. I hope that's helpful. You can learn more about my work with parents at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com and on Instagram at bkparents. If you have more questions about parenting neurodivergent kids or any other parenting questions or stories, leave me a message at 646-926-3243. And be sure to let me know if it's okay to use your voice on the show. Or send an email to parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Project Parenthood on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch you next week. 
Project Parenthood is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey. Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze. And it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.